Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Now, Father, we commit the word to you today. We thank you that you inspired it and you preserved it. How we bless you and praise you. How we thank you. We humble ourselves today under the ministry of your word. We ask you for greater revelation and anointing, not only on your servant, but on those who will hear. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, amen and amen. Narchie Johnson is so glad to see you back. He had a stint in Texas, but we're glad to see you back, Coach. And uh, we, we give you thanks for coming back home. We're talking today about the ultimate consummate gift of Christmas. And that is that the gift of his son. But today I want for us to think about the beauty of the timing of the Christmas gift. And I pray that the Lord will give you revelation and encouragement today that your times are in the Lord's hands. That nothing that you have ever invested into the Lord in worship, in prayer, in income, in anything has been wasted. The Lord is overseeing it. Because our God is a God of appointed times and seasons. Sometimes you may want to do a, a word study of appointed time, set time, times and seasons, all throughout the scriptures. Our God doesn't do anything recklessly. There is nothing wasted in what he does. He doesn't do things as a filler just to be active. There is a purpose behind everything that he does. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 2 says, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Don't forget the 12th verse of that third chapter of Ecclesiastes says, he, listen, he makes all things beautiful in his time. How many of you know that his time is not always our time? How many of you know that waiting for God's time is one of the most difficult things you'll ever do in this life? But it doesn't mean that his timing is not real and secure. He is a God of timing. In fact, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says, there is an appointed, it has been appointed unto us once to die. Did you know you have an appointment to die? You say, well, I didn't want to think about that today, Pastor. I know it. It's not the first thing on your list. But how many of you know that uh, barring the return of the Lord, you and I have a set time that we will exit this earth? It is appointed unto us once to die. Thank God we don't have to die twice, Joe, because we've been born again. And to be absent from the body for the believer, hallelujah, is to be present 
with the Lord. And what Jesus said to the sorrowing sisters, Sharon, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Boy, how we miss them when they're in a different place, but how we long for that place to be ours, and it will be at the appointed time. At the appointed time. This advent of Christ, the coming of the light of the world, is the consummate timing of the Lord. Would you turn with me to Galatians chapter 4, please? Galatians chapter 4. There are some things that don't appear to be in the timing of the Lord, but nothing catches the Lord by surprise, and He is always at work to bring about His own good purposes. And He is not without any resource to get it done. But I want us to see here in Galatians 4, beginning with verse 4, but when the fullness of the time had come, when it was the exact right time and not a minute before or a minute later, at the exact right time, the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Why born of a woman? Why didn't He just go on the giant screen of heaven? Why didn't He just announce all of this through angelic host? Why didn't Jesus just appear by divine action? Why is it that God chose for His own Son to come through the body of a woman? The Holy Spirit of God, the sinless Spirit of God impregnated the very womb of a virgin named Mary. Why did the Lord choose in the fullness of time for Jesus to be born of a woman? Why did He have to come under the bondage of the law? Because if the Lord Jesus had appeared supernaturally any other way, he wouldn't have been qualified to save you. You were born of a woman. That's what makes you legal as a legal citizen on the earth. Nobody who is not born of a woman is legal on the earth. There are none of those. But why did the Lord do that? Understand this, that authority and dominion on the earth had been given by God Almighty to Adam. Yeah, he did. I will bless you and make you great. Take dominion over the earth. Take dominion over the earth. And through the deception of the evil one, through the lies that the Word of God was not true, through the lies that God didn't want the best for them, through the lies that there was another way, you don't have to humble yourself and submit to this God who created you and blessed you. Through the lie believed and received and acted on by Adam, 
legal authority in the earth was granted to an illegal alien named Satan. That's the reason you read in the Word of God in, in Matthew 28, before you read that great commission, Jesus said, all authority is now given unto me in heaven and on earth. Before then, when Jesus was tempted and the devil said, if you'll just fall down and worship me, all the kingdoms of this world I will give to you. Jesus didn't argue with him that that was his right. He just did what Adam didn't do. He confessed and stood on the word of God. It is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Jesus Christ wrestled authority in this earth away from him to whom Adam had given it. So the devil is an illegal alien. He doesn't have the authority on the earth. He's an opportunist, and he's very, very active. But you don't have to submit to the authority of the devil. Jesus broke the power that had been granted by Adam, and through your new birth and the presence of Jesus Christ in you, the Lord, all authority in heaven and on earth is given unto Jesus. You don't have to be a victim all your life. So in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Well, what about all those people before Jesus came? They were saved by faith through grace on the basis of what God would do. You were saved by faith through grace on the basis of what God has done. Hallelujah. Does that make sense to you? In the fullness of time, God sends forth his son so that now Jesus, the God, the very son of God, who was the creative agent of all the world, humbled himself and was born in the womb of a virgin named Mary and lived and breathed and operated. Jesus said, I always do those things that please my father. I don't do anything that I don't see or hear my father doing. Hebrews is very clear. He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. And I love how the Lord describes why Jesus had to come in human flesh. Oh, my. In, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, Inasmuch then as the children, everybody say, that's me, have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had, past tense, the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So why was he born of a woman? Because we were too. He did what Adam didn't do. He did what you and I couldn't do because we were actually born with the spiritual genetics of Adam. We had to be reborn. Hallelujah. The consummate, the ultimate, appointed time, the fullness of the time. 
born under the law. What does that mean? That means that all violated of God, the, the violated law of God, which nobody could ever live up to, none of us could ever live up to, all the violated law of God was taken on Jesus. Look at what verse that we were reading there in four, in the fullness of time. He sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Why? To redeem those who were under the law. Did you know you and I were under the law? We were under the violated law of heaven. We had violated the law of holiness and sinlessness and unrighteousness. We, we, we had violated through all of those things that we might be adopted as sons and daughters back into the family of God. And because we're children of God, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts crying out, Abba, Father. Father, give me greater intimacy with you, Lord. The consummate timing of the Lord. So what about you? I know you've got decisions and I know you've got situations in your life that you need the Lord's timing for you. You say, Pastor, there's so many things going on here in my life, so much opposition. I need to seek what the Lord's times are for me. Let me uh, state it again. Nothing ever takes the Lord by surprise. I don't know about you, but that's comforting to me because now I can go before God and know that he who formed me in his womb, he who knitted me together in my mother's womb, he who knows my down-sitting and my uprising, he, he knows every word and every thought that comes into my mind and through my mouth before I even think it or speak it, he who knows all things, he who knows every time a sparrow falls across the universe and cares, that God is never taken by surprise in the events of my life, nor yours. That ought to give you comfort today that the God of all the universe is not surprised by what you're going through. Although God is never taken by surprise, we can step out of the timing of the Lord through our own disobedience. Do you know that? God said to Abraham, I will bless you and make you great. And Abraham and Sarah got tired of waiting. And somewhere around 10 or 12 years later, they decided to just fix it themselves and birthed an Ishmael. How many of you can say with your pastor, there are times in your life when you've stepped out of the timing of God and it was not pretty? We can step out of the perfect timing of the Lord. But I've got news for you. The grace of God is greater than our sin. And the Lord never gives up on that which he has ordained. God Almighty, the scriptures clear loved Ishmael and still does in all his descendants. Yes, he does. 
in the Lord God Almighty and his sovereign plan was not shipwrecked by one man stepping out of the timing of the Lord. He sees, he plans, he works his grace. Well, you may say, well, if that's the case, if God is seeing and planning and still working his grace despite my own disobedience, what difference does it make if I go down plan B? So what if I step out of the timing of the Lord? If God is still going to work and bring me by his grace back into what he has promised for me, what difference does it make? Don't, don't uh, misunderstand this. Plan B is still under the sovereign plan of God. But when we step out of the timing of God, listen, it's not okay. People get hurt. Plans get delayed. Lives and families get tangled. When we step out of the timing of the Lord, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. I believe the Lord gave it to me this morning. When I or you step out of the timing of the Lord, it gets the devil's attention. Now, the devil is not sovereign. He is not omniscient, but he's a great observer. He's an investigator, and he is quite the opportunist. 1 Peter 5 says that, we're, that we are to walk soberly, that is, on the alert, because our enemy, the devil, walks, around, walks about seeking someone to devour. Be on the alert. So don't, even though God will sovereignly continue to work by His grace, don't think that if you're thinking, well, I'll just do this anyway, even though I don't think it's the timing of God. I'll just go ahead and do this. I'll go ahead and marry him. I will go ahead and make this business investment. I will go ahead and do that, and it'll be okay because even if it's out of the timing of God, he'll work it all out together for his glory. Not without the baggage. Yes, he will, but not without the collateral damage. Praise God, his grace is greater than collateral damage. Can you say amen to that? And praise God when we're willing to come before him in repentance. When we're willing to humble ourselves and take ownership of our own disobedience. The Lord restores us. I will tell you this. If we try to go from A to C without going through B, the Lord will allow us to be delayed and go back to A. Because until I learn to trust Him and obey Him, I'm not going to take new ground in my journey with the Lord. 
I said, until I learn to trust him and obey him and get back into that place by his grace of obedience, I'm not going to be out there taking new ground in my own walk with the Lord. Does God want me to live in the past and the regrets of the times that I've gotten out of the timing of the Lord? No! Stop looking in your rear view mirror all the time. You're going to have wreck. Go before the Lord. Seek Him with all your heart. Know that His mercy endures forever. Confess your sin and know according to His holy word He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. You know what that means for some of us? God, when I've gotten out of the out of the timing of the Lord and made a mess, if I will repent, if I will humble myself and get back to where I belong by faith and trust and obedience and renewed intimacy with you, you will somehow, by your sovereign grace and mercy, you will intervene and you yourself will put me back on that track. And it's, it's not over for me. Thank you, God, for the mercy and the grace of God. Hallelujah. God's grace is greater than my sin. I said, God's grace is greater than my sin. Thank you, Lord. So if, 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 what, what do I need to do if I want to seek the Lord's timing? I want to recognize that it's important, and it's the way God wants me to thrive. He wants the best for me, and that means submitting my timing to the Lord. What, what decisions are you trying to make today? I don't know about you, but sometimes if I've decided I want something or I want to do something, in my own mind and emotions, I can make it feel like, well, sure, God wants me to do that or have that. You ever talked yourself into something? Only to find out that it wasn't the Spirit of the Lord talking, it was your own desires? Oh, don't even talk like you've never done that. You know good and well we've all done that. Every one of us. And your pastor is no exception. Man, I have messed up so many times. Gotten out of the timing of the Lord. And don't do something stupid. And you know that is First uh, Franklinians 2, 1, Stephen. Thou shalt not be stupid. That's what the Spirit of God has told me before. Don't be an idiot. The Lord ever tell you that? Don't be an idiot? I guess I'm the only one. I don't guess it's in the Scripture, Pastor, but it ought to be because it's pretty profound. Don't be an idiot. And sometimes the voice of our own desires and our own will is stronger than the voice of the Lord. So how do I hear the timing in the voice of the Lord? How do I do that? Number one, worship the Lord. Get in times of worship and praise. Put your focus on Him. Get involved in worship and thanksgiving and praise. Get involved in His Word. 
spend time, make an investment in seeking the Lord. It's hard to go against the timing of the Lord when you are staying in a place of praise and worship and seeking Him in an attitude of obedience. Please understand, the Lord wants the best for you. His plans for you are better than your plans for yourself. Understand, Psalm 31, 15, make it yours. My times are in thy hand. Lord, it's up to your, your timing, and I submit my times into your hands. I recognize there's a season and a time for everything. But I want you to also know this. Daniel 2, verse 20 and 22, he said it to a pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar. God gave him revelation of a dream. How many of you know that God is going to put you in front of people who don't know him to speak his word? Daniel said, for God changes times and seasons. My times are in thy hands. The Lord changes times and seasons. The Lord changes your time and season, Jeff. God don't want you to have to sit there and figure it out. He wants to reveal it to you. The Lord changes your times and seasons. Yes, there's a time to mourn, but there's also a time to dance. He changes times and seasons. If you're really hanging on the cliff of your soul today, you should be saying, God, what's my next season that you are ready for me to have? I want to tell you that the darkest time of your life may be the preamble to the greatest time change and season change you've ever experienced, Wayne. God changes times and seasons. I don't know about you, but I've been saying, Lord, what's next for me? What's next for me? And don't try to figure it out based on your physical calendar. Some of you have already decided that you're too old to hear God and go into a new season. That could very well be the flesh and the devil telling you that. Is that the Spirit of the Lord telling you that? Did he tell Abraham that? Did he tell great men of the faith that? You better not ever say you're done till he says you're done. Y'all just don't have any idea that's coming right up out of my spirit today. We don't have the right to say we're too old, too poor, too weak, too uneducated, too to, to anything when the Lord says, I'm about to change your time and season. So seek the Lord and worship Him. Search your heart. Discern what is the Word of God say. The Word of God is not going to change. What is the Word of God saying?
Not just what do I want it to say. What is the Word of God saying to me? Ask the Spirit of God who inspired it and protected it. Ask the Spirit of God to show you. What do you want me to know out of this? What's going on in the inner atmosphere of your heart? Colossians 3.15 says this, Let the peace of God act as an arbiter, as an umpire. Let the peace of God act as an arbiter, an umpire in your heart. Peace of God. Where is the Lord giving you peace about in your decision making? Where is their peace? Understand this, that the Holy Spirit is the master of disturbing your peace. When you're going down the wrong way or about to get out of the timing of God, He'll disturb your peace. Inside that inner I just got a check in it. It just doesn't click. It doesn't connect as you pray about it. And as you think about it, it's just, it's just something that restrains you in your inner man. And you can't really describe it. But it just kind of restrains you from doing this or that or doing this now or doing that now. The peace of God can be disturbed, but it can also be an incredible affirmation that this is the way. Take the next step. Here's what I do. I ask the Lord to either give me affirmation about what I'm thinking or restraint. And help me to get it one way or the other, affirmation or restraint. The peace of God. What is the inner atmosphere saying to you about the timing of the Lord and your decisions? Are there cautions in there? You've heard me say this many, many times. As you approach the timing of the Lord about a decision, consider it like approaching an intersection out here on the highway. In my inner man, are all the lights green? Well, then I can take the next step. I can slowly progress. We'll just go right on through. Take the next step. Is there a red light there that says, stop, don't do that, there's danger here? You better stop. But a lot of times there's a blinking caution light in our inner man, like, well, I don't feel total affirmation and I don't feel total restraint. What does that mean? It means slow down and wait for the peace of God to direct the next step. It means to slow down and see, is that all it is, is just go more slowly is it, it, it does it mean go more slowly but keep on going or does it mean prepare to stop this is not the way to go if the holy spirit's not big enough in you if you'll yield a, 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 a for you to yield a yielded will to him to give you those inner impressions then maybe we're not listening closely enough Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He will do it. Listen to the cautions. It doesn't mean you have to stop, but it does mean you need to slow down and see what the Lord's trying to say through this. Some of you think you're supposed to talk to somebody today. Maybe you are. Ask the Lord. But listen to see if there's a green or a caution light on.
And then last, look at the circumstantial doors that are open or closed. God is big enough to open doors no man can close. And he's big enough to close doors no man can open. So either way, just yield to him because he wants the best for you. Here's child. Look at doors of opportunity. Seek his counsel. Remember this, just because you could doesn't automatically mean you should. Just because you can do something doesn't always mean you should do something. And last, boy, have Dean and I ever seen the value of this as we've begun to learn more about the operation of the Lord and the concept, the spiritual concept of spiritual covering. Submit your times and seasons and plans to the Lord and the servants that He's called for whom you, to whom you, for whom you receive counsel. Oh, I don't need anybody to, to discuss my stuff with. I don't need, see a lot of times that's just pride. There have been times in our life and ministry where I would have gotten outside the timing of the Lord had I not submitted the plans that were in my mind to spiritual counsel, pastor, shepherd, over my life. There have been times that I have rushed out ahead of the Lord to do good things, noble things, that upon further review, bud, upon further review, were not the timing or direction of the Lord. God was merciful, and he forgave me, and he got me back on track where I belonged. But how many of you know when you get ahead of the Lord, you still got to clean the mess up? <laughs> Thank God there's grace to clean up the mess. Amen? Even when you make a mess, there's grace. Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to tell you is I've, I've tried to go from A to C before only to have to go back to A many times. It's not worth it. Wait on the Lord. Ask the Lord, who have you assigned to me in this earth? Who, who will maybe tell me what I don't want to hear? but will help me to hear what you're trying to tell me. And sometimes just the act of submitting to, to somebody that God has put into your life as his servant from whom you are to receive counsel, sometimes that very thing right there will keep you from getting out of the timing of the Lord. I wish I'd have known and gone by this many years ago. But thank God for His grace.
thank God that he, I was finally willing to listen and he revealed to me. Whew. And these last 25 to 30 years have been unlike anything else. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So you may be thinking, oh boy, have I ever gotten out of the timing of the Lord? Just go before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm putting the brakes on me deciding for myself all these things. And I, I, I hereby declare that I belong to you. You bought me with the price of your own blood. And I submit to you, I submit to your timing. Make it very clear to me what it is that you desire for me to do. If you have a peace and a comfort and a desire in your heart to do a certain thing or to make a certain decision, if the Spirit of God doesn't give you a restraint or a caution light, just take the next right step into the intersection of the decision. Saying to the Lord, I'll pull the plug on this anytime you say. Y'all know what pull the plug means, don't you? Well, okay, change of plan. Well, that would embarrass me. Listen, would you rather get embarrassed or make a big mess? God specializes in giving us grace to perfectly accomplish His will and purpose. I'd like for you to bow your heads with me today, and I'd like for you to say, Lord, my times and my seasons are in your hands. You who in this time of Advent, as we celebrate the coming of the King, I thank you that you waited, you waited until the fullness of time, till just the right time to reveal yourself. The Word of God says that for thousands and thousands of years, God revealed himself through prophets and servants. But in these last days, hallelujah, he has revealed himself through his Son. Hebrews 1 tells us that Jesus is the exact representation of of Father God. You want to know what God, Father God's like? He's just like Jesus. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Jesus said. He's for you. His grace is sufficient. Would you just right now yield anew and afresh to the Lord in His timing? Would you say to the Lord, God, I submit to you. If I'm going down the wrong path, I'll pull the plug. Just let me know. But I hereby declare today that the devil is not going to defeat me. And that I'm not going to defeat myself. I'm in your hands. And regardless of what I do or don't do, I thank you that you're at work in me to will and to do of your good pleasure. And you, mighty God, you're able to work all things together for good. So, Lord, I say to you that regardless of what I see today that discourages me, regardless of what I see and feel today that makes me feel like that there's no progress being made in the needs that I've presented to you, I declare that my feelings and my mind will come under the authority of your word. And I thank you that you are Almighty God. And whatever's submitted to you, in faith, you're at work to bring it to pass. You're at work. Whoever, however, whenever, 
I trust you, oh God. Thank you for signs and wonders, mighty miracles that don't produce faith, but they sure produce encouragement. Grant it to these people listening today. How many of you would say, Pastor, the Lord has spoken to me through this word, and I am making a new commitment today to submit myself not only to the Lord but to the timing of the Lord as it relates to the events and decisions and desires of my heart. Would you ever raise your hand right where you are? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now here's what I would recommend to you. Don't wait till big things happen to seek the Lord in this timing. Ask Him every day. Father, what time is it on your clock? What time is it on your clock for my life? You who change times and seasons, help me not to miss a season change. Help me not to act like it's one season when you have said it's another. Lord, grant us wisdom and discernment by your Spirit. How we praise you that your plans are are so mighty. Forgive us for insisting on our own plan when yours is so much better. We repent of that, Lord, and humble ourselves under your mighty hand. We thank you for the great God and Father that you are. Hallelujah. you to know how much Dean and I and your pastors love you and pray for you daily. We look forward to seeing you next week in this time of Christmas celebration. Go with God. He's going with you. We'll see you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.